We are back at it for another week. As always, doing what we do best in the world of weekday unwind. You all already know. When you hear the sound of this, I got to say welcome to another edition of Weekday Unwind. Doing it like only we can. I'm your boy, Diamond Keyson, and... And I am Dedrick D with a capital T, Human Resource. Oh, hey, V, Human Resource. So... Oh, my gosh, Talway, first and foremost, let me just tell y'all on a real good holy field, just some real shit. I had to pull up on this <laughs> last night. I ain't seen Here my friend in so long. I said, let me just, I said, Sal, myself. It's been a whole week, y'all. <laughs> right, a whole week, a W-H-O-L-E week. I said, I miss my baby. Dad, what's going on? How was your week? Child, this week was full of meetings and meetings and more meetings and, and more meetings, but it was a good week, to say the least. Amen to that. Now, what kind of meetings? Because, you know, your meetings be going right and left and up and down. Like, you be all over the place. So what kind of meeting week was this? Right. So between sports board meeting, work, uh, work board meeting, uh, not work board meetings, but work meeting, um, and then getting ready for our upcoming brunch on March the 20th. Um, ready to do it Coach Lanta style. Um, Come on, Coach Lanta. Yes, honey. We uh, we had meetings up on meetings up on meetings, getting ready for, for that. And then I also just joined the Human Rights uh, Campaign, so I had a meeting um, with them too. So, child, I'm just, you know, I be meeting. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about meeting in the name. I think, I think I just got tired from all your meetings. I mean, good Lord, child. So as now, you were having... Me there. Girl, you the one, because you are the, what? Human resource. Human resource. Now, as you were having these meetings, take me through your week. Um, What's your mental health number? You know, we got to do our mental health check-in. Yes, yes. So I'm, I'm, I've upticked a little bit. I'm between like a 6-ish, 6.5. Okay. Um, as you know, I think once I get, it 100% figured out as far as what I'm going to do about work. I think I'm probably going to be a lot better. I'm just really just existing in the moment right now, and that's what sucks mm-hmm. about what, what I'm doing. I'm literally just existing. When I leave from work, I feel like my mental health number goes straight to a 10 just because I I, I just am not happy where I'm at. Um, and you know what's so crazy? Everybody's been posting about um, – the interview that Tabitha Brown did with Terrell Grice. And one of the things she said in that meeting was that, you know, we get too complacent. Don't take nothing to work and put it on your desk because that means that you trying to be there. When I tell you ain't nothing on my desk, not except for the bag that I bring in and take home every day. Cause I know, I know, and I know, and I knew that it was temporary for me or it's going to be temporary for me because mm. it's, I'm just not happy. Um, and that's the biggest thing, but we get called up at from a professional standpoint. We start making the money. It looks good, all the above, but we realize that we've sacrificed our happiness, and it becomes a place where we've been in, been in it for so long. We don't want to leave. We've got built-up PTO. We've got built-up benefits, kids, all the above, and I'm stuck. Not this one. Mm. I don't let no grass grow up under my feet. Come on, I'm not stuck, not me. <laughs> If it's one thing about it and two things for sure, I worked my ass off to have the resume that I have not because I was just bouncing around, but because I made strategic moves and it put me in a place where I can talk to everything that I know that I've been put in front of and what from what I do allows me to just be 
and talk freely and fluently, even in interviews and with anybody. For those that may have 15 years, I talk better than them, and I've had six or seven years. So. Mm. Now, you said something that is striking to me. You said that as soon as you work, it's almost like your mental health shoots up to a 10. So what that leads me to infer is that throughout your day, throughout your 24-hour day period, you have these determining factors that directly affect your mental health, which obviously is work and then life outside of work. Now, with that, how do you tend to find your balance? Because, you know, for some people, you know, I don't know what your numbers are, but I'm assuming during the work day it's lower, after work it's higher. Um, that, you know, that can kind of start to trigger a mood imbalance. Do you ever find that your mood starts to get imbalanced based on how your number, your mental health numbers are going up and down throughout your day? My mood definitely shifts throughout the day, especially and, – and being in the world that I'm in um, – not even from an organizational standpoint, but it happens to all of us as HR professionals because we get hit with mm-hmm. so much, so many different avenues and so many different nuances and so many different situations that we have to wear a number of hats. So by design, you're going to fluctuate. For me in the situation I'm in now, I'm fluctuating because, like, I'm, I've heard this before. I've had these conversations before. This doesn't fit well with me. I did this. 10 years ago, um, why am I hearing this again? So my mind fluctuates because I'm just not in a place where I can accept the fact that I'm taking a step back, <laughs> mm-hmm. if that makes sense. It does. Especially when the taking of the step back was not done on purpose. It was a – there was a picture painted – walking through the door that is totally, substantially, astronomically different from what it is in reality. Now, we do know tales all the time, art imitates life. However, in this instance, life ain't imitating the art because the picture that was painted is not what you walked into. Exactly. And for me, I guess, I mean, I, I treat what I'm about to say, I treat this like, I treat my friends like I treat my family, like I treat anything else. One of the things that you that will that's my biggest pet peeve is to lie to me. And once you mm-hmm. lie to me, it's hard for me to come back. And that's mm-hmm. what I feel like. If it had been painted differently, if it had been said differently, if it had been designed differently, then I probably would have been okay. And if there was if they were transparent and there was not um that so here we are in this situation where i don't feel like i they've been transparent i don't feel like that they brought me there because of my talent i feel like they brought me there to put a body in the seat because it was needed mm. and i'm not providing my talent to 100 percent of what i have gone to school and worked in many fortune 500 environments to be able to accomplish Damn. So, yeah, that's deep. That's a word. I don't and it's all about recognizing that. Like many times, <laughs> many times we recognize it and we don't act on it because, again, mm-hmm. I'm back to what I said in the beginning, we got comfortable. We got stuff on our desk, pictures of our family and stuff. 
we look at them and we remember, oh, my God, I had to make a sacrifice to do this, even though I hate coming here. But at what point do you put yourself in front of and your happiness in front of what is driven you to be able to, obviously, your bills are still going to come, right? The first of the month comes every single month. Right. So, but what, how do you set yourself up strategically? That's the number one question. And a lot of that's not being taught. Like, it's like, okay, go to school, go get, go get a job. Make some money, put it up, retire, get your 401k, get your Social Security, all the above. But what happens when you are unhappy? And I, it's, what's so crazy is I had a conversation with my dad, and my dad said, well, eventually you're going to find somewhere where you'll be happier, but I wish you would sit down and <laughs> kind of just stay there. And I think that my, our parents are, you know, they came from a different time where right. they stayed at jobs for 100 years, retired from them management was different or they just took it because maybe they just weren't equipped to be able to to move forward and the money was good it got better as you know as time went on but it could have right. been greater so here we are as in 2022 our children my my parents I'm their child that's not how this works like <laughs> You you have to you have to put your happiness into a place that's going to allow you to wake up, be happy going to work, um, and then also keep your mental health high because at the end of the day we see what's happening from a mental health standpoint. Whereas it wasn't talked about before, probably wasn't highlighted. Social media brought it more to light. Here we are today, you know, seeing people leave this earth because of certain things that have happened in our life, unhappiness. Who knows? Mm-hmm. It might be tied to a job. We never know. <laughs> Right, right. You're so right. Oh, which brings me to you, friend. Let's let's not talk about the hardness and let's talk about you, friend. What's going on with your mental health? I think okay. So this week I ended at a solid six. Um, I as you see, as you all can tell, I'm 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 on an upswing, and I think that what's going on is I'm working on finding my balance. Um, you know, I have come to the reality that my days are going to be what they're going to be. I have to control the things that I can control so that way when the things that I cannot control happen, I can deal with them as they come. And with that, with finding my balance, I have naturally increased my standpoint from a mental health perspective because I'm not flustered, I'm not overwhelmed, and I'm not anxious all the time. And I think that, you know, with the world, you know, here we are post-pandemic for the most part. And with the world changing, professionally, I had to find a new balance because what was pre, okay, what was pre isn't the same thing post. So it's like, no, nigga, no, boo, nigga, boo, so what you going to do? So I started to find my balance. And this week, um, I worked hard. I worked long. I gave, yeah, y'all, I, I lit the, um, the the candle after dark type kind of worked long. And it was for the greater good of me and the greater good of what my um, standing is within my organization. I'm fine with it. And then Friday, we got an email from one of our leaders from Judge, and it was just very positive and upbeat. And he quoted um, one of, he quoted a scripture and gave some um some reflections from a Bible verse he had read. And I just felt like it was God talking to me because I had been talking to God all week and I had asked some questions of him. And through this email, I received some answers. And I think that, and I think I know, that is something that really just put me in a good 
place internally, externally, mentally, physically, and emotionally. So I was able to end my week on a strong six, which was a great thing because I think at the beginning of the week, I would have definitely told you a 2.3, 2 or 3. Yeah, that was my range. But now it's six. And I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for what's to come. I'm, you know, we, we understand that with growing, there's always those growing pains that cannot be avoided. But once you get through them, hopefully things, you know, are for the better because that's what you've been working towards. But, you know, that was my week. I think we were in tandem with what our weeks were, just from two different angles. Yours was full of meetings and mine was full of court. Okay? I mean, it was what it was. But, you know, you said something that I think a lot of people, including myself, I've grown in this. You said understanding and knowing how to control the controllables. Yes. That's a hard pill for people to swallow. And even Mm -hmm. it was for me. Um, I'm glad you said that because I think a lot of times we are like, oh, God, no, I can do this, blah, blah, blah. And it's truly out of our control. So how do we exist in the moment? Understanding to take our hands off. If you come from a praying family like me, give it to God and see what happens versus still trying to take control of the situation and only making things worse. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important that people understand and uh, that control what you can control. Take your life by its hands and control the things that you can control and those that you cannot let it go, pray about it, or whatever it is that you do, and let let whatever happens is supposed to happen. Remember, where we are in life is 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 by design. So yeah. what's supposed to happen will happen whether we want it to happen or not, whether we try to prevent it or not, there's a lesson in the storm or a lesson in the sun or a lesson in the sprinkle or a lesson in all of that, whatever season, it's about us taking it and applying it. So, y'all, understand and know what control, what you can control really means. That's the word. That's the honest truth. Oh, it's one of those. So, after a week for the meetings, you know I got to know what kind of what kind are we are you doing for the unwind cocktail of the week? This week's cocktail comes from directly from the bottle of Jack Daniels. <laughs> Come on, Jack! That good Jack honey is mm. what I drink on because those meetings wore me out. <laughs> now, now, how do you do your Jack Honey? Is it on the rocks? Is it off the rocks? What? Sometimes, like yesterday, I just dropped the Cuba. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, so, I just dropped the Cuba ice in it and drank it straight. Mm-hmm. Okay, Cube. Um, you know, being from Kentucky, you know, good bourbon, even though Jack is whiskey. But we drop a little Cuba, a Cuba ice inside the glass and, you know, go on and drink. If you smoke cigars and sit by the fire, then, you know, you'll be, it'll be right up your alley. But, no, I just dropped a, um, a Cuba ice in there and just drink it. Sometimes mm. that's the best way to go. And if you let my mama tell it, if you mix drinks, then you're crazy anyway because you should be drinking it straight because that's how you wake up with a hangover. <laughs> I know that's right. Shout out, shout out to mama, the human resource part, too, okay? That is the truth, y'all. 
Y'all know what I got to do. I got to go pay some bills. So we'll be right back on this edition of Weekday Unwind. It's your homegirl, Toya T, and you're tuned in to the Weekday Unwind with Diamond, Kisan, and Dedrick. Make sure you tap in every week as they keep it all the way real and help you unwind from the weekday. It's real talk in real time with real friends. Now, listen, y'all, so we back at it, and y'all already know we got to get into this True Talk segment because Dedrick and I, at this moment, I think we are on two different sides of the fence, and I need to fill you all in. So recently, <laughs> on social media, a good friend of ours, actually, ours both, um, my boy G, shout out to G Smalls. He owns um, Virgil Gala and the Breakfast Boys in the downtown College Park area. Both are amazing restaurants. Depending on what you're in the mood for, you must try them both. I They are certified. Diamond Keys on Improved. Check my Yelp. Stop playing. But G was on his social media, and he asked a question. And his question was, if you are over someone and you're over this ex and there's no feelings and nothing involved, why is it wrong if your friend dates them? So, again, you have someone who you dated. It didn't work out. You are broke up. You've gone your separate ways. There are no feelings involved. And now they start to date your friend. And we always feel that our friend is wrong. Why is that? So what happened was... What happened was, Cheryl? Dedrick hopped into the comments and he said, I've been asking the same question forever. At the end of the day, we can't help who we like or fall in love with. The issue at hand hand becomes the conversation with your friend as well, understanding if they are not completely over them. I had run into this situation on the opposite side where someone won't date me because I may have had a small with a friend, small thing equaling still single, okay? And it didn't work out. But they will fire back and say, the age-old, I really think you're a great guy. You have so much going. You're handsome. But I'm like, damn, son, I'm being punished because I'm driven. As friends, in my opinion, we have to allow our friends to be happy as well. And if that person wasn't the person that made you happy, then that's not my fault. For all we know, they may not make me happy either, but give someone a chance to get to that point. The other side to that is, oh, well, child, he a hoe. He's trying to talk to all my friends. Listen, if they are hardworking, have something going for themselves, and align with the desires of my heart, I'm taking my shot. And that by no means, listen, you all, makes the person a hoe. It simply says, I see more in you. Just my opinion. That was from Dedrick, the human resource. Now, Dedrick, I read them, your comment. Can you elaborate on it? Because I know, obviously, with typing a comment, we don't go too, too in-depth. But let's talk about it. Um, So you said a lot. You said that this is something you've been saying for a while. So you agree that it should not be an issue. So let's talk about it. You wouldn't feel a certain kind of way if someone dated one of your exes, who's a, a friend of yours, I should say, dated one of your exes? So here's the thing, and where we have to get is to the baseline of what G's comment was. Okay. The baseline was that if you are fully over an ex, why should it matter? I've been saying this for years, and part of it is because for me and how I exist, I 
by design have been ingrained and interconnected to a lot of people in the community. Seth has been a blessing and a curse for me because, hey, listen, I do a lot in the community. Not going to deny that. I, I give back. I do all that. And because I've been aligned with a lot of people in a lot of circles, a lot of different circles. So if, in fact, I do like somebody and I may have had a dealing with their friend for that, this is me sitting on the opposite side of it. Then I get hit with, you know, I know you're an amazing guy. All these things that I just, that I described that you read, like, but I can't date you because you may have talked to my friend. That's a you problem. It ain't got nothing to do with Dedrick because clearly if that were the case, we would still be together. But I'm saying that from a bro code standpoint and a right. friend standpoint, why is it that we can't have a conversation with our friend and say, hey, I know you dated X, Y, Z, however long ago, they approached me or I approached them, however it's been, and I really want to get to know them. How do you feel about that? To me, that is a, <laughs> that is a baseline question for a friend. A friend is going to say yes or no, right? And you have to respect right. what decision it's going to be. It's depending on the type of friend that they are. So you're going to either comply or you're going to be like, we weren't friends like that anyway. And I got a situation that, that <laughs> relocates with that. But the, the bottom line is, is that why, why, why not? Like, we live in a society now, and, hell, we live in Atlanta where everybody kind of knows everybody anyway. So right. why can't we date somebody who may not have been or who may have been a friend of somebody? And I might be, who knows, that might be my soulmate, or I might be their soulmate. Who knows? Like, we have to let love happen how it's supposed to happen. And if that means that they, they may not work out for me, my heart not be, might not be aligned with theirs, or whatever, let that happen. Stop denying it because it happened. You got hurt in a situation. You still haven't healed from it. But even if you have healed from it, you still told your friend no. And here we are. A friend misses out on the opportunity. To me, I think that's selfish. Absolutely. So that's kind of where I was going. I got a flip for you. So for me, this is how I look at it. Usually mm-hmm. an ex is an ex for a reason. Um, yes. Regardless of how big or how small, an ex is an ex for a reason. And one of the things I believe is when someone becomes an ex and we move past them, meaning we don't have any contact, you know, we move past the situation as a whole, I personally, I wouldn't want to be subject to having to see and or interact with them. And by that, I mean, granted, obviously, if they're dating my friend, I won't be around 24-7. But, you know, if, if it's like a date night or if we're having a gathering, you want to bring this person, you know, just for me, they're an ex for a reason. And I just, I hold on to that because depending on what the reason is, it could be, hey, why do they still have to be around? Why do they still have to be, you know, in essence, in my life circle to this degree. I think that's one of the biggest facets most people hold on to when it comes to a friend of theirs dating their ex is the fact of that person being present in their ism even after they've tried, they, not, not, I won't say try, but even after they have moved past them. So I, I got to play devil's advocate with that a little bit. So I hear you and I understand where you're coming from and I, and I totally empathize with that. However, if you're truly over that person, why does it matter? 
because there are many times that people have become exes in our lives that our friends have still stayed married to, quote, unquote, because our breakup didn't have anything to do with their friendship, but because I am, and this is how it should have looked, is I broke up with them, so when I break up with them, my friends break up with them too. That ain't always happening. In most cases right. in our community, it ain't happening at all. Uh, let's just be real. So then it's like a friend starts to date them after I broke up with them. After I already knew y'all were still cool with them anyway. But what our situation was, we broke up for whatever reason that it was, and I had to heal from that. I'm going to make sure as your friend that I come to you and say, hey, Diamond, I know you and so-and-so had dealings. Where are you at with this situation? Because I either approach him or he either approached me, and I'm interested to see where it can go. If you flat out say, Dedrick, I am not over the situation. He's done X, Y, Z, and blah, blah, blah. And as your friend, I should already know this information because you're going to discuss it with me. But if you say to me that I'm, I'm not over it, then let me make a decision and say, you know what, I'm not even going to do that because I don't want to hurt my friend. That's my friend. I'm not going to purposely hurt you, right? But if you say, I'm completely over the situation, I moved on, I hope he's happy, and I wish you joy and happiness, um, <laughs> then why would you hinder your friend for what could be a good relationship? Uh, because you just made a statement about, I don't want to see that person, or that person is all in my ism, but you just said that you were completely over it, so it shouldn't matter. So there's two sides of the coin of this situation. Long dramatic pause. Because girl, I'm trying to figure out. <laughs> you said I need to process it because, like, you're right. I I don't have a rebuttal for the reality of you being right. I think we have become conditioned to an ex, and again, not. We, 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 let's just be clear, you all. We're talking about the exes who aren't, like, our friends. Like, you know, some people have an ex and them and that ex are friends. Not talking about that. We're talking about mm-hmm. an ex that's not our friend no more. We're over them. We're over the situation. I don't know. I think we become conditioned to not being around that person, them not being in our life. And I think the next um, element of the conversation talks the loyalty, the loyalty aspect. If you know this person let's say, hurt me or did me wrong, or even if they didn't, but, hey, it just didn't work out. The loyalty of, you're my friend, you know, why why this person? And I think that based on what you're saying, it's time to retrain the thought process. Because I'm going to agree, like, okay, my friend has an ex. It didn't work out with them. That person and I crossed paths. I couldn't do it because of my loyalty to my friend, providing to my friend and not just my, you know, acquaintance or something. But, like, right. oh, perfect example, Dedrick. Oh, Lord, here we go. I met a person, <laughs> and upon my meeting them, I'm like, yo, this person is super dope. Like, I was intrigued by them, their looks, their personality, their style, like, everything. So when I um had... had linked up with Dedrick following me meeting that person, I was like, yo, you know a person named so-and-so. And Dedrick was like, wait, is he da 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 And I was like, yeah. He was like, child, please fool around. I said, shit. And right then, I said to Dedrick, I was like, yo, I had a crush on Shorty. Oh, my gosh. I was like, uh-uh, I'm done. 
Desi was like, child, please, ain't nothing ever come of it. It was a, it was what it was back in the day. Do you? And I was like, you know, so what Desi was saying, y'all, he is not lying. He really means what he wrote in that long-ass comment. <laughs> he really means it. But I was like, I was like, Dad, I can't, I totally, and he'll tell you, like, totally put that thought process out of my mind. The person and I are still cool, but that's it. Like, because they had an ism with someone who is one of my closest friends, it can't never, won't never, can't stop, won't stop, bucket from the bucket. You know what I'm like, I can't. So, but that's just, you know, and here's the funny. Desiree and I are the same age, so, like, we are from the same generation, and we are approaching this one topic from two different perspectives. The funny thing about it is I think the whole don't date your friend's ex is definitely more of an old-school perspective because these young, these young cats, you know, you know, I'm all right, young cats, but not these youngins. Lord, we get old, friend. We're calling the guests, the young kids young. Lord have mercy. Okay. The um these young these young whippersnappers they dating they <laughs> sisters exes and don't care that's why there's so much drama on on social media. You are absolutely so is it right. Possibly man. a generational thing. I, I think it has to be, but I also think too that it so generational. Then there is a caveat to that that says how was I raised versus what I saw, versus what I've seen, mm. versus what I've been through. So okay. it's all like, how do you put all of those together to formulate a opinion to say, this is where I stand on today in 2022? Because there's still some traditional things that I have around that. But for the most part, like you said, for like, it was what it was, the situation. If that person's going to make you happy, who am I to stop you from being happy? For me, I, I get my blessing from saying, please run and do it. Right. It didn't work for me. And if it works for you, y'all going down the aisle, getting married, I'd be at y'all wedding crying, whatever it is. Um, but that that was what was supposed to happen and, and what we where we get caught up in this situation. And my I know my opinion is highly unpopular around this, but where we get caught up in a situation is, is that you don't really want your friend to be happy, especially with somebody who caused you turmoil in your mm. life at some capacity. How dare you? Why would you? I can't believe that. It's 150 million other people in the world. Why? All of those things. But who knows right. why God aligned them together and why they why he disaligned you? That's a word, child. Oh, you better speak to my heart. Like, I mean, I mean, I mean that's just, that's just what it is. Like, he disaligned you for a reason. When I was in my relationship with my ex, I learned a lot. We, was not, we, weren't, we were not supposed to get married. <laughs> Today okay. I understand this. Today I know why. I didn't understand it then, but I understand it now. And I've had en- encounters where I've met with his, where, where I've been around his friends. And I've been intrigued by a couple of them, and they flat out told me no because you dated my friend. That's your problem. It ain't got shit to do with me. Okay, period. But that's a choice that you have to make. Who knows what would have happened had we explored that option. But I get it. You got your bro code with your friends, but you immediately said no before you even thought about the idea of saying, well, hmm, I said all of this that I said in my post, which is what happens to me specifically. I, got, I know what I come with. 
I know right. what kind of table that I bring. Everybody sees that because it's, my life is kind of an open book. And I feel like if I share my story, share what I've been through, it will help somebody. So what some people would deem as success in my life, for me, it's just hard work. Mm-hmm. But I get hit with that, hey, Dedrick, you know, you're an amazing guy. Ooh, you're handsome. You got all this going. Ooh, but I can't date you because you, cause you talk to my friends. So now I'm getting punished for it. Why? I didn't, I, mm-hmm. I'm so great in one sentence, but then I'm not in the next. <laughs> for something well, that I didn't also, I, I don't want somebody my friends have been intimate with. Like, especially if they've been intimate now, listen, a one-night stand, y'all, I ain't talking about that. But if they've been intimate on a level of a relationship aspect, we know that that is usually a more, it um it holds more weight than a one-night stand. And I'm just like, oh, damn, like, you and my friend, like, had had, like, y'all was together together, like, no. But then on the flip side, Dedrick, on something you just said, am I being punished because I, what if they don't, and, and you know, we're just talking in general, what if they don't want to do it because of the stories their friend told them about you? And see, there's think, that, too. I think people don't equate the fact that, you know, everybody has someone who they confide in or, you know, we all tell our friends what's going on with us and so-and-so kind of a thing. So now this person has some intimate insight from their friend's side, you know, from the other party's perspective. They have this insight into the relationship or insight into who this person has painted um, you to be. And it's like, oh, no, I'm good because of what I know about you. I totally listen. There's, there's that piece, too, because right, if we're friends, guess what? We're sharing shit. Child, sex okay. is terrible. Child, he's horrible with money. Child, he's horrible with so-and-so. He's just blah, blah, blah. We, we never share the good shit, right? Right. <laughs> We share when we're going through shit that this is what's going on, but we don't ever share the good shit, the fact that he does small things. He creates a scavenger hunt for me. He cooks for me. He gets my clothes ready for work in the morning. He does all these things. We tell our friends the bad shit. So mm. because of that, that's what we are by design, what we have, unless we see it. You know what I mean? So unless we firsthand see it. Or unless your friend is saying, child, so-and-so did this for me, and this and shares those kind of things. But then there are those friends that say, "Ooh, if I share stuff like that to my single friends, they're gonna be like, oh, girl, blah, 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 blah. yeah, come on.'" So, I, <laughs> so I mean, let, let let's just keep it all the way real. We not necessarily sharing the good shit because we don't want to hear our friends' reactions. Yeah, from it, we don't want to hurt them. We don't because we're happy. So we share the bad shit so that when stuff happens, it's well, I would want to date you now, like a child. I'd have heard so and so, but did you hear what I did for him, though? And what we have to start asking ourselves in relationships, and Tyler Perry wrote this so well, is what do I do for you? Mm. And it's not about what I can buy for you. It's what do I do for you that allows you to stay here? Okay. And when I share that with my friends, it should be, this is what he does for me versus what he did to me. And we just don't do that. So we have that, you have that that pops up. And then that, why would you want to date me at that point? You've heard so much negative about me. I can't blame you. I'm fighting a losing battle from the start. Who wants to do that? 
Mm, that's a word. Well, I got. I have to ask you. You know, I'm, you know, I have no problem getting in your business. Have you ever, have you ever dated one of your friends' exes? And if so, how did things go with you and the friend once they found out? So I did attempt to date one of my friend's exes, um, and it didn't work out at all. Not because it was a friend's ex, as it just didn't work out. I think I saw in the moment where it was a great glimpse, but it really was like, oh, hell no. Mm. Um, and I, But I saw that, and I got a chance to see that. I had talked to my friend about it, and they was cool with it. You know what I mean? So I got my chance to see and get to know the person for myself versus what we talked about when they were intimate or talking or whatever it was that they were doing. And that's the other piece, too, that I, that we have to, to really understand is that people need to be able to get to know other people on their terms, not, mm. not your friends. So they determined that they're going to give you this certain piece of information, right, about their relationship. But you barely know that person. So then you've taken that piece of information and said, I don't want to get to know that person because of what my friend has told me. So then you shot yourself in the foot of, of a potential opportunity, and then you're still running and posting on social media talking about I'm single, so-and-so, so-and-so, but you had an opportunity to get to know somebody. So then you waste your time getting to know somebody who – didn't have any of the qualities that you possess, although you've seen them in the other person that didn't work out with your friend, but you've wasted your time over here denying the chance and opportunity for somebody else to get to know them because you've ingrained in yourself that you've said, no, I'm not going to do it because of what I've heard. We have to be adults. And you and I, I'm about to be 38 in a few weeks. At the end of the day, I have to get to know people on my own. I can see them around you all day long. Your relationship is your relationship with them. So they're going to cut up talk, act, do a totally different way than what they probably would do with me because while we are great friends, we are very different in a lot of ways. So why, why are we not given the opportunity to do that, to get to know? Right. Why are we not giving them the opportunity to get to know? Mm-hmm. That's a question for you all. Y'all, well, you have to tap in. One, do you think there's an issue with your friend dating your ex? Two, have you ever dated an ex of one of your friends? And if so, how did it, you know, how did it go between you and your friend once they found out? Tap in and let us know on social media. I am at Diamond Keaton and... And I am that... Oh, Lord. <laughs> and I am at KY, that's K-Y-T-T-O-O. Tall, T-A-L-L, the number four, and the letter U. K-Y, two tall, four, U. Mm-hmm, we need to know. Now, also, y'all know, because we keep Sid, what? All the way, done when it comes to Weekday Unwind in this True Talk segment. Cedric, I want to know, <laughs> would there be, okay, would there be a certain criteria for a friend's ex different from just a normal person who you may date? Like, is it like I'll only, I'll only consider it if kind of a thing? Or is it just, you know, kind of a, if you interest me, I'm down? I think it had that... Uh, oh, that's a tough one. <laughs> that's a so tough one. I'll go first. Uh, so, okay, for, for me, I, I'll be honest. 
if I was to entertain the idea of a friend of mine's ex, I would be open to maybe if it was someone who's just a friend, not like they can't be one of my closest friends. They can't be in my immediate inner circle. It may, you know, basically that friend that I don't see as often or that, that friend that just doesn't hold that true value in my life, if that makes sense. That would be my thing. Um, anyone who is like extremely close to me, any of my best, any of my um, good, good, good inner circles, Nah, that's that's criteria check number one. Uh, I'm still talking. <laughs> I'm like that little uh Y'all know what that means. <laughs> that means I hardly if ever get called You said what? I said that means if they interest you, you're open for a date, period. There's no criteria. That's not it. No. Your friend is over no. them. No. No, that's not it. So I believe that it's 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 person driven. Let me say that. Um, it depends on the circumstance that and the opportunity it presents itself, right? So you broke up with my okay. friend, something happened, blah blah blah. Um, I obviously have to consider a certain criteria level, or you messed around with my friend. Notice the difference there. Uh, you messed around with my friend, and okay, you you fair game. So I think it it. it it does come with a criteria in certain situations and how shit panned out um, mm, because they sure. messing with are two totally different things. We probably, who knows how many, who knows who we've commingled with our friends that our friends ain't told us. Even when right. you might be matched into a situation where it's like, whoo child, I messed around with him. Who's to say your friends going to back up and say, child, I did too. Because uh, that happens right. a lot as well. You're absolutely right. Just for the sheer fact of saying, "Ooh, Lord, I want to. I don't want to start no shit or whatever it might be," but that happens a lot, more often than not, in our community. Mm. This is crazy. This is why I don't want to date at all. <laughs> don't be trying I'm... to deprive yourself from happiness, friend. I don't want to hear it. It's too much. Because I do. I think that. So I think. And what you said, you do have to understand, too, that dating helps to teach us a lot about ourselves. Okay. Um, right. and, and whether that's you dating a person or dating yourself, because we do have to define those two. Um, mm. Because I date myself all the time. As you know, I'll take myself out. I'll do whatever it is by myself all the time. I got to know a lot about Dedrick and certain things I can sit with and certain things I can't sit with that will help me. So when I date someone, I won't put myself in that particular type of environment, that particular type of space, because they're not going to see the me that they should see because I'm already taken out of out of the, the loop. You know what I mean? Mm. So yeah. there are clear there are clear lines there why you need to still date um, both with and without a person, but don't deprive yourself from it because of what, what we see in society, what we see on social media, what happens within our community, because while it's so big, it's still very small. Um, we have to, we still have to be ourselves. We still are by, by as human design, we want love to come to us. We want to feel wanted. We want to feel those things and not all the time we can make those happinesses come from self. 
Right. You do still have to, right. to feel it from somebody to know that this is it. Mm. Child, I can't. Oh, this be going. You and your dating story. Oh, no, ma'am. <laughs> I can't. I don't think I have The crazy mental. part of this, I've only been lasting one. I'm barely able to get to a second date these days. But that hasn't stopped me. I love how you are just such a hopeless romantic. <laughs> I do. Like, I think it is so dope that after all we've been through, like, relationship-wise and potential spouse-wise, you still are, like, bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, and optimistic about finding love. I think that is so sweet. Because I didn't shout, I, uh, I'm going to be somebody I, I can't do it. <laughs> you, I think I, I, I'm so happy that although my my parents weren't married, mm-hmm. I've been able to see, you know, see what love looks like and see what type of love I don't want either. Mm. Um, and it's helped me as a as an about to be thirty eight year old adult say. I, I ain't gonna tolerate this, or I'll, I'll do that. I'll compromise. I'll meet you in the middle. I'm gonna let you do what you do over here, but I'm still gonna do. Like, I think part of the reason why we get stuck in a in a cycle of non romanticism in our lives is because we've seen so much pain over the years. We've seen our parents go through so much pain, um, and, and that's not to be you or I specific. That's just you know speaking in general. Like, we see those things, and it's like, I don't ever want to hurt in that capacity. Like, whatever I have to do to protect my heart, I don't want to hurt in that capacity. Why did they go through that? Why didn't they just leave? What possessed them? Like, you find yourself asking all these questions, and then it's like, but what about me? Effie White Mm -hmm. says best, but what about how I feel? What Come on, Effie. <laughs> um, and we have we, we, we have to let our parents made a con or our parents and our upbringing they made a conscientious decision to do whatever it was in their relationship. There's not a playbook that says how to raise a child, much less how to have a relationship. Although many people try to write them, um, there's really not a true playbook because we are as humans come from so many different lineages, so many different treatments, all the above. It's like trial and error. So we design our playbooks based off of trial and error, which is what happened in our parents' situation. So why would you deprive yourself from being able to see what love looks like? Because although you've seen it one way, you've allowed yourself to trial and error in every other aspect in your life. What's wrong with this one? Questions to ask yourself, y'all. Questions to fucking run from. How about that? So tell me this, as we continue on our journey of building a nigga, building a date, building something, y'all know I talked a few weeks ago about Dedrick not having actual time to invest in trying to date. Here we go. He was to say, y'all, I got an update. Y'all, guess who's going back into kickball season next week? Me! so, right, so my point exactly when it comes to this whole time aspect, just when his schedule was about to free up, he's going back into another competitive sport. 
What you trying to point. say, friend? <laughs> I'm trying to. I'm giving them an update that as you talk every week, you then you start to realize that I'd be right because you always you always want to be optimistic and ready to face the world. Um, where's Waldo face ass? And I'm like, uh, uh-uh, y'all. I'm telling y'all, Dedrick, Dedrick be on here. It sound good in his mind. He be making it up because in real life, Dedrick ain't got time for shit. Just like trying to date his friends back. <laughs> that is a lie. And you need to tell mm-hmm. the folks the truth because you know damn well that I will adjust my schedule for what I need to adjust my schedule for. I am, y'all, let me tell y'all, I am busy all the time. But please understand that the reason why I'm busy like that is because I don't have, I don't have a relationship. I don't have a responsibility from children. I don't have a dog. I don't have... I don't have any of that. So while many people, I, I will, I've been open and said this before, I'm an introverted extrovert. I do like to do things, although I do have my times where I can be recluse to myself. But I fill those voids in my life with things to do because I'm not in a relationship. And once that does happen and, or as that unfolds, whoever I'm talking to and getting to know, they will see how well I can take things out of my life, reapproach something here. There are certain things that are going to be staples. Like you have certain things that are staples in your life. I would never try to take those things from you. I would try to get and try to see how I can embrace those things from either up close or at a distance because what we don't want to happen is that my life becomes yours um, in that we are, and that we are able to just say, Hey, Oh, I mean, he's just doing what he does. That's, my that's my partner, that's my husband, that's my wife, that's my uh whatever it is, like then they're just doing their thing. It doesn't put any hindrance on the relationship, doesn't allow it to stop growing. If anything, it should make it better, uh, because you should have open communication. Baby, listen, you doing too much. Sit your ass down. It's okay to have those conversations. So whether or not they what what the rebuttal is, I mean, I don't know. But that's the beauty of getting involved in a relationship is that you be, you're able to adjust those kind of things. You're able to have that kind of uh, communication. You're able to say, if a person is just as busy as you are, shit, we got to figure out together when we got time to sit down and, uh, and have dinner, have lunch or whatever. But that is how you create the dynamics of your relationship. I know for myself, I can't have somebody in my life who doesn't have their own life outside of me because at the end of the day, I know what my life brings. So you can't try to ease your way up into my life and think that it's going to unfold the same way that it does for me. It's not going to work. You're going to find yourself frustrated, and then you're going to blame me for it. I want some shit. You was ready for this one. I thought you set me up. <laughs> you know, when it comes so let me tell y'all, I will tell you, I will be the, I'm the first person that runs away from relationship conversations because I know I have a lot to say. And I know that my opinion sometimes is not as well received because I see mm-hmm. things from a whole different lens, i.e. the conversation that we talked about with friends. I can tell you that if you put me in a room and we have this conversation with eight, with 20 other people, 19 of them are not going to like what I have to say. Mm. So because we've just been, we've been trained a certain way, we feel a certain way, it's, uh-uh, bro, code this, blah, 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 but where's your happiness? But I'm not, I'm not here to question that. At the end of the day... What I'm saying is that I, my opinion sometimes is not as popular, and hell, that that may be the reason why I'm single. I don't know because I see things from a I see sight beyond sight versus some people just see sight. 
and what's in front of mm-hmm. them. So, I have a question for you. And this, I, I just want a yes or no. You all, this is not planned. I'm just going to throw this on him. Being that we're talking about um, the standpoint of dating a friend's ex, would you be open to dating a friend? Um, no. Oh, excuse me? Yeah. Um, do I get to present? You said it's a yes or no question. Do I get to put put a why behind it? <laughs> yeah, you have to. Um, the reason why I say no is because my friends are my friends, and I love them deeply because they are my friends. To cross those lines for me is just not something that I would want to do. Have I seen? Have I been to a place where I have felt a certain way about friends? Yes, but. I believe that God quickly brought me back and said, hey, listen, this is, this is somebody who's in your life that's here as a staple that's going to be here for a long time, not mm-hmm. a short time. And who's to say that, that it wouldn't have been a long-term situation? But I can tell you that for me, my friends have been in my life on average 17 years. Mm. I don't lose friends like that. That should tell you a lot about me. I don't, okay. I, I don't have situations where I'm, I'm, I'm cutting friends off left and right because I've literally been friends with a lot of my friends since we were babies. And, and since I've grown up and moved on with my life, my friends that I, have, that I call close, it's now coming up on average in 10, 15, 16 years at this point. Damn. So they are my friends and they are there for a reason. So no, uh, no, I won't do it. Now, mm, some of these folks, yeah, that's my friend. They throw that word around quite loosely. That's my Child. friend. Y'all been friends for five minutes, and y'all probably didn't fucked around. Let's just be honest, because I speak real all the Here time. You so, Here you go. Here <laughs> you go. You had you to go want. there. Right. Take it however you want, audience. I love y'all to death, but I'm going to be honest. A lot of us that mess around with our friends realize it didn't work, and now they became our friend friend, our best friend. Call it what it is. Um, Girl, I'm going to be quiet. <laughs> call it what it is. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to be honest. Which, and sometimes those turn out to be some of the best relationships in terms of friendships. Um, and there's nothing yeah, wrong true. with that. And there's nothing wrong with that. But I also want us to be honest with how it was established. Don't get it twisted. Ooh. You didn't meet on the street. You did, oh. the dude. Yeah, did these things, and it didn't like work you, out. I feel like you're so shocked at somebody. No, no, no. I'm just speaking in general. This is what this is what I see. <laughs> Dear y'all, he is speaking in general. So do not get in the inbox on something. I feel like you was attacking me. He said in general. Listen, but here's the thing. You know, you say all that, but a hit dog or holler. Oh, a hit dog or what? A uh, holler with an A at the end, H O L L A. Oh, I'm not doing this. So as we head into the weekend, what do you have planned for this weekend as you prepare for what's going to be kicking off soon this Pit month? Ball. We... Pit ball oh, starts God, on the 13th. We it's cold outside. I know. But that's the beauty of it, though. Like you, with this season of kickball, it's the weather. You're never know, you're never gonna know what you're gonna get. Um, so you prepare for it. 
all the way around. Uh, but I'm excited that we're back full swing. Uh, my kickball family is amazing. Shout out to my kickball team this season, Poles and Holes. Um, we're playing a part of the Wait, wall. I'm sorry. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> You're about to stop me. Hold on. I'm sorry. You said the team name is Poles and Holes? Yes. So we all have to have we all have to come up with crazy names for our teams, right? So our team is mostly and what I love about my team is that we play we're playing in a gay league. Stonewall is Stonewall Sports is a gay league. Um and majority of our team well probably fifty fifty are fifty percent are straight. Um and the rest of us are gay. But it's it's a great dynamic. Um they're very open. Everybody just we play, I played with this group through another um gay league as well. Um, and that, I mean, it's just, it, they're great players. They come to have a good time. We talk our shit, we play our game and we go home. Um, but I'm excited to be back with them and we got some new faces this, uh, this season. So they get, get ready to get broke in, uh, petty style on tomorrow. So I'm excited about that. I'm excited for you y'all for this weekend. I don't listen. I got so much going on. Desiree. I'm I've been blowing the phone up like what should I do? Do I say do I go? I don't know. All over the place, y'all. But from a good aspect, um, I'm all over the place because this is our season as we start to get busy because you know our summer months are crazy, so spring really kicks us back into overdrive with all the isms we have going on. So it's gonna be a weekend of focus and getting work done on the personal aspect and Event hopping, there's an event coming up. Um, I have to go to y'all know I'm gonna see y'all about that next week. Oh, Dad, did you um? Oh Lord, did you create your online dating profile yet? Whatever. So I have yeah. Tinder and Hinge. Okay, good. You got that. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm about to do an experiment with Dedrick and just take his phone so I can start sending him on dates. I'll tell y'all how that go, but. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> That's going to be a whole nother segment, baby, because y'all know he is ugh, the human resource. But with all that said, we got to get to our weekend, and we'll catch y'all next week with another edition of Weekday Unwind. Until next time, I am Diamond Kisan. And I am the human resource, Dedrick. Mm, be blessed, be focused, and always be ready to unwind. This is a Diamond Kisan production.